0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. I'm Broadway is Matt Tamanini.
1: And I'm Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki.
0: Grace, uh, depending on when people are hearing this, I'm either at the airport or already in the air, especially if you're listening in the regular feed. Looking forward to a fantastic trip. If you missed everything that I'm going to be doing when I'm in New York over the next, what is that, five, six days, you can listen to yesterday's episode, I've run through all of it, or you can head over to patreon.com broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com patreon, where I will be doing daily travel logs about each day that I'm in New York talking about the shows I see, anything else that pops up in the theatrical world, friends that I'm getting to hang out with that are connected to, uh, to what we do here on Broadway Radio. Those will probably come out the next day sometime, unless I get home early, back to the hotel early after a show and can knock them out really quickly. But head over there to support everything we do and to hear that. There will be much more new content coming to Patreon in the coming days and weeks, and you will hear about that soon. Grace, I know that you are not feeling so hot today, so I will do most of the heavy lifting here. I will only pitch it over to you and ask for your insight on things that are outside of my areas of expertise, which... Unfortunately, are very, very many, but hopefully we will minimize them in today's show. All right, Grace, this is a story that I feel like you will have more excitement about than I will. But I'm still pretty excited about it because yesterday, the new off-Broadway play... I'm, I'm assuming it's called Job, but I think there's a chance that it could be Job... But I'm not 100% sure we can get into that here in a second. But Job, I'm assuming, will premiere off-Broadway starting in September. It'll have a five-week limited engagement at the Soho Playhouse, and it will star... Not one, but two people who were part of the cast of the TV show Succession. Of course, the biggest star for Broadway fans is Tony nominee Peter Friedman, who, of course, was in the original production of Ragtime as Tatia. And joining him is Sidney Lemon, who I guess has a smaller role on Succession, only in a handful of episodes, but multiple episodes nonetheless. It is directed by Michael Hurwitz. It'll begin performances on September 18th at the Soho Playhouse. I'll read you the plot description, which, which might tell you why I, I'm not 100% sure if it's Job or Job, but in the show, Jane, played by Lemon, an employee at the big tech company, and then parentheses, you know, the one, has been placed on leave after becoming the subject of a viral video. She arrives in the office of a crisis therapist, Lloyd, played by Friedman, determined to be reinstated to the job that gives her life meaning a psychological thriller job zooms in on two careerists of different generations, genders, and political paradigms to examine what it means to be a citizen of the internet and our obligation to help the people who need it most. Now, grace, I did not watch succession. Famously, you did famously. So tell me, what does this do to kind of like continue this theme of everybody on that show? after the show had its series finale, jumping straight back in to the world of theater?
1: I just think that we're in a time where famously we are in a strike and people are just kind of like clamoring, hopefully, to help sustain, you know, our theater community. Like it makes total sense that people are jumping on projects that they might not have, you know, had time to do without their filming things. So it makes sense. But also like, our obsession with like corporate greed and everything is just mm-hmm. kind of like at an all-time high. I don't know the last time that we had this intense probably like what like the 20s or something like I I don't even know. So also like the 90s era of, you know, Wall Street, all that good stuff. So I think we're having a resurgence yeah. in that, you can tell.
0: So Peter Friedman, I know, he was a series regular. He was a like the, the consiliary to Brian Cox's character on the show. Do you know who Sidney Lemon is from her character on the show? Was she a big part? Did she have any interaction with Peter Friedman? Do you remember?
1: I don't remember their interaction, but I could be absolutely blanking. I love the show, so I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent, but um, it is exciting to see him on stage.
0: All right, so let's move on to some stuff that's happening over in London that has some big name folks attached to it. The first is a story that comes from Baz boy who broke it, of course, because it's a story that has to do with London theater. But he is reporting that James Graham's new play, Dear England, will transfer from London's National Theater to the West End this fall. It is led by Joseph Fynes might have heard of him. In the show, he plays the former English soccer team manager, Gareth Southgate. The show will play the Prince Edward Theatre in London for 14 weeks, beginning on October 9th. National Theatre, of course, is producing The Transfer. And I'll read the description um, from Baz directly. He said, quote, The show recounts the bittersweet decades since the England lads enjoyed a moment of sheer glory when the country won the World Cup against Germany in 1966 on home turf at Wembley. So soccer or football and theater fans, as well as uh, film fans, obviously, with Joseph Fiennes being a fairly big movie star in his own right, definitely something to check out when it begins performances in London in October. Sticking with things coming to London before the end of the calendar year, Veep creator Armando Iannucci's first ever play will make its debut. Grace, I believe you and Ashley a few weeks ago talked about him being involved with a stage adaptation of Dr. Strangelove. This is going to come to the stage before that. So technically, this is his first one, even though we talked about another one first. This is a satire set during COVID and kind of looks at all of the ridiculousness around Boris Johnson and his government and how they handled the pandemic. So feels very Veep tangential. Uh, so this one should be should be pretty interesting, especially with Ianucci's very specific look at satire and politics. The show is called Pandemonium. It'll play not in the West End, but at London's Soho Theater or It'll begin performances on December 1st and will run through January 6th. The show will be directed by Patrick Marber, who just won a Tony Award for Leopold on Broadway. He was also nominated for an Oscar, BAFTA, and Golden Globe for his screenplay, Notes on a Scandal. All right, Grace, we have some unfortunate, sad news to talk about. And even though it's only tangentially related to theater, there's a lot of theater connections with the passing of Academy Award winning director William Friedkin. He uh, won an Academy Award for The French Connection and was nominated for another one for The Exorcist. But he did do one Broadway show. It only ran for 31 total performances. It started in December of 1981 and closed in January. It was called Duet for One and had a pretty interesting cast. It starred Anne Bancroft and Max von Sydow and didn't run very long, but still a Broadway director. But what is most interesting to me, Grace, is he helmed at least by my count, three movies based on plays. The most notable one is the fact that he directed the 1970 film adaptation of The Boys in the Band. But then in the early aughts into the early 2010s, he directed two shows adapted from Tracy Lett's plays, first Bug and then Killer Joe, which were both kind of more indie films, but had some pretty interesting casts. Bug starred Ashley Judd, Michael Shannon, and Harry Connick Jr. Killer Joe starred Matthew McConaughey, Hey, Emil Hirsch, Juno Temple, Gina Gershon, and Thomas Hayden Church. So, some pretty interesting uh, stuff there. Grace, are you a- an Exorcist fan? Like, I don't, I, I don't know if I know like your feelings on horror films in general.
1: I turn my flashlight on, my phone on when I get out of bed at eleven p.m. I cannot okay. watch any of those. I loved Bug when I saw it at the Steppenwolf last two years ago. But I, I do not seek out. I, I mean, I like to see things that have really great stories, but it's not been something that I've been like really addicted to in the past.
0: Yeah, they're not really my thing either. But I love the Exorcist TV show that was on a couple of seasons ago. I don't think it lasted more than a couple of years. But uh, and he wasn't involved. But uh, I, I do kind of I did kind of love that because it was more than just jump scares. It was a little more psychological. But many, many people in the film sphere were commenting on social media on Monday about the. The fact that Friedkin doesn't get nearly as much recognition and respect as his credits and his, his film resume probably deserve. So our thoughts are with his family and all of his fans. All right, Grace, let's dive into some other news here. Yesterday, we got a pair of stories about Funny Girl. First, the Broadway production of the show announced its recoupment, meaning that it has now turned a profit for its investors. That is a uh, really nice timing because it now has about Three and a half, four weeks before it will actually close up shop on Broadway. This is interesting to me, Grace, because I have to feel like there's a lot of people who put money into the Funny Girl show that are, I mean, thanking their lucky stars as well as Leah Michelle for making that a possibility it as we've noted before struggled quite a bit before Leah got there but has essentially been gangbusters ever since and you know I I'm not I mean I understand Leah Michelle is super talented and I understand that she has a draw especially doing this role but the show itself to me was just kind of a snoozer so uh, I'm I'm happy for everybody involved with the show that is now recouped and everybody who put money into the show is now making a little bit of a profit but uh, this one kind of surprises me. Even with Leah Michelle's talent and star power, don't know that I saw this one coming. The other funny girl-related story is is that the national tour announced its complete schedule and cast on Monday. We already talked about the. Top line names we talked about: Katerina McCrimmon, starring as Fanny Bryce; Melissa Manchester playing Mrs. Bryce; and Stephen Mark Lucas as Nick arnstein We also discussed the fact that there was quite a bit of controversy and conversation around the casting of Katerina McCrimmon, who, as far as I know, and who has not said otherwise, is not Jewish in any way. So there was a lot of people who were concerned about someone who was not of that either ethnic or religious heritage playing the role of Fanny Bryce on tour. But we now know the rest of the company and the entire tour schedule. So if you want to check that out, you can do so in the show notes. It will be here in Orlando, I think, in, in February. So uh, I guess I will get to see this whole company in person in a few months. For me, the biggest thing in this cast announcement is the fact that Hannah Shankman, who has been fantastic in a lot of shows over the years, including being a long-time Stand by and understudy in Wicked for many, many years on and off. And the last little story story I want to talk about, Grace, is the hyper-intermittent production of Uncle Vanya that, that Ashley and I will actually be seeing together on Thursday, I believe, has announced its complete cast. It previously had announced all of the folks who were returning from the original run, including David Cromer, Will Brill, Julia Chan, Will Dagger, Marin Ireland, Anne McDonough, and Virginia Wing. They have announced... The rest of the company, including two-time Dramadesk winner Thomas J. Ryan, who will be replacing Bill Irwin, uh, the rest of the cast, including Understudies, was announced in the show notes if you want to check that one out. Now, Grace, I am going to try to rely on you on this because I feel like you might have a little bit more knowledge about this first feel-good recommendation. I guess it's not even really feel-good. But last week, A24 released a trailer for something called Dick's The Musical. Did you catch this? Are you familiar with this?
1: Yeah. So that's uh, I think it's Josh Sharp. Yes. And uh, Aaron Jackson. And Aaron Jackson. Yeah. I mean, I know them from like UCB days. Like they're incredibly talented. I also listen to Josh on podcasts. I didn't know about this coming out, but I was really excited to see it. I also just think it's an interesting time of like A24 producing a musical, buying up the cherry lane. Like I want to see more A24 theatrical productions.
0: Yeah. So what this is, is this is a movie musical adaptation of Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson's two man musical Pardon the profanity. Fucking Identical Twins. And it ha- they are starring in it as they did off-Broadway. But it also features Megan Mullally, Bowen Yang, Nathan Lane, and Megan The Stallion. So really kind of crazy group to have in this musical. It is scheduled to be released on September 29th. This is the first musical from A24, which is at this point kind of the darling of indie cinema With pretty much everything that like every major breakout independent film more or less comes from them. So excited to see what this is all about. The trailer is absolutely bonkers. So if you want to see it, head over to uh, the show notes and check that out. The other recommendation that I do want to send out is the fact we talked about on Sunday parade closed at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater. And they had a number of curtain speeches, obviously very touching. Uh, A lot of people... We're very emotional about that. Uh, Jason Robert Brown gave a speech in uh, as well as other people. So we will have the link to that in the show notes. All right, Grace, you're not feeling well. So I need you to go get some rest so that we can have our rock and good time on Wednesday night. So that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Grace, other than hopefully curled up and cozy in your bed, where can people find you?
1: You could send ginger ale to at It's Grace (laughs) Aki.
0: I don't know if that's how ginger (laughs) ale works, but uh, hopefully you feel better. And uh, we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. But next time you hear from me, I will be in New York City.